Hi friends, and welcome to season two of the Cosmic Chats with Debbie Sugarbaker podcast. I am Debbie, your host, and the creator of what I believe is a sacred space in which I have conversations with individuals from all sectors who are dedicated to elevating consciousness around different aspects of life. With a background in ghostwriting and editing books, content development, and medical journalism, as well as many other side jobs, and several years experience working for the international nonprofit called the Kabbalah Center, I bring you enlightening conversations with people whose work, knowledge, energy, and insight have helped me open my mind and perspective, alchemize perceived negative situations, live in a healthier body, and experience the world in a deeper, more wondrous way on a daily basis. I also desire to share energy and wisdom that I received from my spiritual teacher, Karen Berg, who was the founder and spiritual director of the Kabbalah Center until her passing in 2020. My aim is that you, the listener, are able to receive what you need to create new possibilities and find greater levels of expansion in your health, relationships, and business. It is my honor to connect with you and be a part of your process. I believe that we are here to support each other on our earthly journey, and I also believe that life's challenges are most effectively tackled from the inside out. Each episode of my show presents another way to do that. Thank you so much for listening, for supporting, and for being with me. I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Sandy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Sandy is a really accomplished woman and a true inspiration for many people. She is the best-selling author of the book Roar, and she is a consultant and keynote speaker, and she's worked with huge organizations such as Houston Public Works and the San Diego Zoo, among many, many other projects, empowering women, empowering leaders from all walks of life and in many different sectors. Personally, she's also a friend. I know she's just a beautiful, inspiring energy and person, and I'm so grateful that you're here with us today. Hi, Bacheva. Hi. Hi. So, so that's, that's Sandy. Sandy, did you want to um, add anything else? Yeah, I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Let's, let's see how we can move and inspire the world. Definitely. My name is Debbie Sugarbaker, and I am the host of this um, show on Instagram Live called Cosmic Chats with at Debbie Sugarbee. That's my handle. Feel free to check out other chats. I interview individuals from all walks of life and from many different industries who are elevating consciousness and really bringing a unique perspective to the table. So that's why I'm really excited to have Sandy here today to talk to us about resilience. Mm-hmm. So. Sandy, first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and how did you get into this work and specifically on the topic, because I know that all your work revolves around resilience. How did you get into this topic specifically and, you know, scale it to the scale that you've done it so far? So I got into the work that I do because I'm passionate, fanatic about great leadership. I'm amazed at the insanity of the workplace and the experience that people have at work every day. 
and I'm committed to spirituality. So the big vision and goal for me always has been how do I bring consciousness into the workplace and create an environment where people can show up at work every day, be treated with kindness, respect, human dignity, have a sense of unity, produce great results, and then go home at the end of the day feeling really fulfilled. And it sort of evolved over time, specifically the topic of resilience. As you know, I grew up in South Africa. Every summer, my parents would take us on safari. They'd pack us in the car and we'd sort of wind our way through the wilderness on dusty, bumpy roads for hours and hours and hours trying to spot animals. And the highlight of the safari was always watching the lion, in particular the lioness. But most people don't know is that the lioness does the majority of the hunting and the male lions typically sleep most of the day. So for me, it was always fascinating watching the incredible, the strength, the tenacity, the focus and intention that the lioness has to make the kill and bring it back to her pride and also incredible resilience. She's able to sort of flip and flop between being the mama, the nurturer, being part of the the sisterhood and the pride with other lionesses and also making the kill and bringing the food and sustenance back for her pride. So for me, that's always been, you know, such a beautiful embodiment and example of what it means to be resilient in this world, to be gentle, but fierce, to be hardworking, but compassionate, to be bold, but also be willing to rely on others and operate in community. Wow, that's really, really a beautiful look at resilience. So resilience, according to you, is kind of a mix of all of those those attributes. Is there anything else that you would say about like, what is resilient? You know, I had somebody text me right before this interview, and she said, can you ask her about developing resilience when it's been seven months and I've been looking for a job and I haven't found the right one? And I'm, and she's like still holding out for the right one, even though opportunities have come, but there was always, you know, something that maybe wasn't quite right. So that's kind of like another aspect of resilience or, you know, people go through a lot of, and we'll talk about this, a lot of different challenges in life, in my own life, you know, losing people and all of that requires a certain amount of resilience as well. So to you, what is, you know, you've shared a little bit, but maybe you can talk a little bit more about just the concept of resilience. Yeah. For me, resilience means you stay true to yourself, no matter the circumstances. So you develop the capacity, the muscle, the strength, emotionally, physically, spiritually, relationally, financially, in every way, so that whatever storm comes your way, and we all deal with storms in life, and sometimes they're predictable, and very often they're not, that we have the strength and the capacity to stand firm and stay true to ourselves. So for somebody who's challenged by something, for example, the text that you received, you know, one of the metaphors that I use for resilience, and it's a beautiful vision, is if you imagine, you know, one of those heritage trees, those tall big trees that kind of stands the test of time. Well, first of all, they have, you know, sturdy, resilient trees have very, very deep roots. The roots go down deep into the ground so they can absorb the nutrients and the water that they need to survive. And in many cases, those big heritage trees, 
their roots spread out very wide and even crack through rock. You know, the intentionality and the commitment to creating that strong foundation. And for us, it's the same. It's about being really tethered, connected, rooted, grounded to our values, our philosophy, our spirituality, our, our purpose, our connection, so that we can, no matter what comes our way, right, we, we may shake, but we don't break. And then when you have deep roots, just like a heritage tree, you can grow a strong trunk or a strong core. And the stronger the core from the muscles, the practices, the, the daily rituals and the routines that you have to keep yourself resilient, that's when you position yourself for optimal growth and optimal success and fulfillment. So just like a tall tree has deep roots, a strong trunk, that's how it positions itself for optimal sun absorption and survives the test of time. So I think no matter what we're going through, where we can reconnect to our roots and keep developing daily, literally, right? Building those muscles, routines, and daily practices to keep us resilient emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, so that we can withstand whatever it is that's coming at us. Right. I, I totally think that's such a beautiful metaphor. And listening to what you said and absorbing it, at one point you mentioned a really strong core, a really strong foundation, a connection to something spiritual. And for me, I know that in the challenges that I've been through, that connection to a sense that I am more than this body and I'm more than this experience and I have a soul and my connection to that, I believe in like a divine intelligence, you know, the fact that even the, the blood running and the capillaries and the, the fact that my hair grows and the fact that the tree outside is growing, that, you know, there's this divine intelligence, this life force energy that exists in the world. I, I realized this thankfully at a young age that if I was going to be able to make it in this life, I would need to grow my awareness and my connection to that life force. We can get distracted sometimes, but the most important thing that I can actually do or have in this lifetime is a connection to that life force energy, to that divine intelligence, because it's something so much bigger than me. And so in those moments when I came up across really, really difficult things, you know, of course, I felt the feelings and I went through the feelings and in, in certain situations that brought up anger or feelings of devastation and grief, like with my, the loss of my brother, for example, you know, I still allowed myself to feel the feelings, but I, 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 I tried to always maintain that connection. I remember I used to like go to Memorial Park and put on sunglasses and just like walk the park and allow myself to cry mm -hmm. because I needed a space to just be and to allow those feelings to flow. But that was part of my, my inner connection to myself and to that divine intelligence that I've been talking about. The other thing that I popped out when you were speaking was something that I talked about with um, someone this week was that, and I'm sure you can talk a little bit more on this, but that idea of of taking the the roadblocks or the things like being able to transform everything to work for me like mm. i was talking to a friend and i was like this person said this and it really bothered me you know this is a very good friend of mine and he said use it use it everything that happens you can use it for your own growth for your own benefit to making myself a better person and in that way i'm not focused on the other person i'm not judging i'm focused on my internal transformation so those are just two points popped up. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I mean, you said that so beautifully. Whatever storm or challenge or difficulty or chaos that we're faced with, the tendency for us is to turn our gaze outwards 
and look and see what happened over there, who was wrong, why, how, when, where. And the big challenge, and I think this is sort of a key to being resilient, is no matter what you face with, that you have the, the muscle and the desire, and you can remember to always turn your gaze inwards, right? And, and learn and grow and strengthen from every challenge. And I think that's something we're all dealing with in this very insane world, right? How to look at all the external circumstances and not be crushed or blown over by them. Right. And to allow ourselves actually to go through the feelings. I'll just say that every time that you do that, at least in my experience, every time that you go within and maybe you look for the lesson or you allow yourself to feel or you are seeking to strengthen that connection to the to the divine for me it's the divine but probably in your circles because you're working with organizations you put it in a different frame or um, understand it a little bit differently but every time you do it it's like i find and maybe you can tell me like that it's a muscle it's like strengthening a muscle it's like a trust like every time i trust the universe and then you kind of like take a leap and then you see that actually you were held so you get stronger and then you can deal with bigger and bigger tests do you find that that's the same with resilience like as you get more comfortable going within it's like a muscle absolutely absolutely you know i think it's a big myth people often think oh you're either born with resilience or it's a personality trait or some people are blessed with it and i emphatically 100% believe that resilience is a skill set, really, and you develop it by practicing every day and by establishing the routines and the practices in your day-to-day life that enable you to develop those muscles so that when you need resilience, it's there to be recruited. And I think sometimes people wait to find out how resilient they are till after a big storm. just wanted to briefly interrupt this episode to remind you that you can find all of my cosmic chats with video on my IGTV handle at Debbie Sugarbee. That's at D-E-B-B-I-E-S-U-G-A-R-B. There, you can also find a link in my bio to support my work or to sign up for a one-on-one theta healing session with me. Thank you so much. And I hope that you enjoy the rest of this episode. Sometimes that's just the way it goes. Like sometimes I know it's we can do it proactively, but sometimes when life really tests you, they say you only know how strong you are until you have no other choice. Yep. So I'm a big proponent of let's not wait for the storm. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Although, you know, sometimes life happens and it might be, you know, things that aren't directly related with you, you know, it could be someone you love is going through a challenge or mm-hmm. you know, those things we kind of have, but it affects us. So do you have any practices yourself that you practice to develop? your Yeah. Resilience? Yeah. Well, lots, but I'll share two of my favorites. And I talk about this a lot in the corporate world in a way that people can relate to it. So number one is take time to prime. And when I speak about priming, I mean, preparing yourself and pre-paving your day. So whatever practice you have, whether it's prayer, affirmation, meditation, exercise, sitting and breathing, yoga, quiet time, 
how we lay the foundation for our day sets the tone for the rest of the day. And I'm a big fan of, of encouraging people to ask yourself those big, 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 big guiding questions first thing in the morning. What am I committed to today? How am I going to show up? What miracles and blessings do I want to invite and encourage in my life? Because those guiding questions then create sort of the vessel or the container for the rest of the day and keep us true to ourselves. So that's number one is I think for every one of us, and I say that I prime every day, but I know that I'm a little bit of a liar and a cheat and I don't. I think that I do it every day, but I don't. And during COVID, I was saying to people, double up on your priming, triple up on your priming. So when things are tough and you're being pushed and pulled and stretched and bent, that's really the time to amplify and strengthen priming. So that's number one. And I'm pretty sure that you prime yourself every morning, right? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. This morning, I did it in a little different way. I just started doing like just writing down all the thoughts that were kind of coming into my head. Mm-hmm. And I found that that was a really kind of different and I, I do it sometimes, but it's not necessarily journaling. It's just kind of like a little brain dump, maybe the dreams of the night, the thoughts that came through, the thoughts that come came up in the morning. You have your regular kind of way that you react to the morning, which is maybe like robotic, which, you know, you can work on in subconscious reprogramming to wake up and feel like have a different experience. Because usually I think we have like a similar feelings in the morning, but then Beyond that, I always get like other intuitive ideas and things that are like specific to this day. So Mm. I usually deal with like a combination of both because I'm just not a morning person, but some people Ah. differently. But I always wake up like, oh, it's a little bit challenging for me. I have that I have that baseline challenge, and then I also have like that. What once I relax, allow it Mm. in, and then I allow new thoughts, ideas. Okay, let's take the direction for this day. That's Mm -hmm. personally for me. But this morning I was, what I was writing about was this idea of reprogramming that initial feeling when I wake up. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I would say, you know, especially for those of us who live in big cities, I know you live in LA and a lot of people live in big cities, have a lot of demand, stress and pressure. There's something so powerful about taking that time in the morning to calm our central nervous system. Because I think our central nervous systems are bombarded and overloaded by, you know, all the conditions in our life. And when central nervous systems are on edge or on fire or inflamed, then obviously we have the tendency to be more reactive, right? So part of that whole context of priming is taking the time to set our intentions to ask ourselves the big, powerful questions and also just to calm the central nervous system so right. that when we walk into our day, when something comes at us, we have the ability in the moment to pause, right? And to choose right. a, a wise response. And to choose a wise response, exactly. And in terms of like making those proactive decisions, a lot of people right now, just that I've spoken with and friends are being like challenged kind of to say no to things and to mm-hmm. really stay true to who you are and not to dismiss oneself or like leak your energy and just you know do whatever to really maintain that those strong boundaries and decisions about what I really want to do and saying yes when I mean yes and saying no when I mean no and really being like strong in that that sort of I don't know if you call it integrity with yourself or something like yeah. that. 
Beautiful. I'm sure that you, do you talk about that too in your... um... For sure. For sure. That goes back to my definition of resilience, which means staying true to yourself. And when you're true to yourself, you say yes to what you really need and want to say yes to, and you say no to what doesn't serve you. So, and that sort of goes into the sort of second practice that I think is dynamite in terms of cultivating sort of sustainable resilience. And that's about quarantining our thoughts you know, so to really sort of cocoon our mind, to build that mental strength, the mental resilience, the pre-paving and preparing yourself every day builds, I believe, emotional resilience or emotional strength. And the mental resilience comes from protecting ourselves from the unnecessary conversations and thoughts that we're exposed to and we're bombarded with and really cocooning ourselves so that we become laser-like, focused only on what's necessary that serves us and helps us grow. And when we do that, we develop a mental strength and ability to exercise mind over matter. Wow, that is so extremely powerful, the way that you said that, because recently I heard somewhere that in the time of Shakespeare, what a person would take in a lifetime, we can take in like in a day with like reading Mm -hmm. the New York Times or something like that. Like Mm -hmm. the amount of information that's around us and that's available is like so much. And with our Mm -hmm. phones and our computers and just the TV and everything, it's like, our our brains are taking in so much more information that that filtering is like so important also energetically you know I remember when I was you know like just after having gone through something that was really devastating for me which was the loss of my my brother and even after the loss of my father I I kept my circle close it's kind of like a, a good way to think about it even now because I was in like a very fragile state I knew at that time. And I was dealing with something that was like really intense and life changing for me. And I really had to protect my energy. And I was very careful about who I, who I went around. And I was very sensitive to myself and how I was feeling, maybe in a way that I'd never been in my life before. Mm. And I was, I was careful about who I spoke with, because some people just weren't going to be on because we're all going through different things, you know, and when we're, when you're going through something like that, you, you really need to just be careful with, with your, with your energy. And I, now I'm like, wow, I need to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to be really aware of the content that I'm taking in, the people that I surround myself with and the, the conversations that I have, you know, what's the, what's really the point of them? You know, when you're in those like kind of, very extreme situations, you become very aware of like, okay, why am I saying this? Why am I having this conversation? Is there what's the what's the consciousness behind? Is there a greater purpose? Or is there a greater reason? Am I bringing light? Or is this just something that's like, like taking energy from me and from other people? You know, because a lot of what do they say that our speech is, you know, one of the most powerful things that we have. And we can like build or destroy with our words. Beautiful. We live in a world where there is so many opportunities and invitations every day that can deplete us, deplete and fragment us. And when we're depleted and fragmented, we're, we're 
we're not in a state of resilience, right? So the big question, I think all of us, for sure, I'm grappling with all day, every day now is how to stay whole, W-H-O-L-E. You know, how do I bring myself back, protect myself, surround myself by the right influences, the right energies, the right people, the right conversations, the right thoughts to keep myself in my strongest, fullest form so that I can achieve everything I want to achieve. That's great. And most importantly, go to bed at the end of the day with a deep sense of fulfillment. And I think we're in a time, we're in a world, we're in a society where we've pretty much mastered the art of achievement, right? right? Setting goals, achieving goals, getting things done. We're super, super good at that. Sometimes what we're not so good at is putting high priority on fulfillment. You know? And sometimes exactly. achievement is at the cost of fulfillment, right? Totally. And also just another word that came to mind when you were saying that was that inner connection we go for achievement rather than that. And now I feel like it's, we're moving into a place where my inner connection is, is what's most important. And when I said protect my energy or limit conversations or this kind of stuff, I'm not saying like to put, to put ourselves into like a hole and like, you know, shut out the outside world. I don't think that that's what you mean either. It's just like gaining a level of discernment and choosiness you know, like choosy, because also I've done a lot of research on like developing a sense of self. And like, how do you have a sense of identity? And like, just looking into all this, less about identity, more about a sense of self. And what they really talk about is like making choices and choosing and saying, like, I preferences, like, I like that. And I don't like that. And just getting to know ourselves and our energy and what resonates and what doesn't. And if something doesn't resonate, or if I find myself in in an uncomfortable situation with a challenge, which inevitably we will have, but how can I use this now to move myself forward on my path to keep going so that I can keep growing from within, expanding my love and my care for other people and getting to know myself better. So you mentioned Mm. that you are striving to be a whole woman and I know that you are starting a podcast. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, I think for many of us as women in this world and the men who love and support us, hopefully are assisting us in this. The big question is how do we stay whole? You know, and I think being a whole woman means different things to different people. For me, at its basic level, it means that you're achieving your goals and dreams in your terms, in your way. It could be being wildly successful at work, having great relationships with some people, raising great kids, and having that peace of mind. So I'm launching a new podcast and a new cohort called The Whole Woman's Way, wholewomansway.com. And it'll start, we'll launch it in the next couple of weeks. And the intention here is to create soul-expanding, mind-shifting conversations for women at all stages, all places, all backgrounds to explore all of those, those big topics and challenges that we face in a world as women where we have so many expectations of ourselves, expectations that are sort of put on us senses of responsibility and desire to be good and perfect and do everything right and look great and and everything in between. And so I want to have some real gritty, deep, vulnerable conversations with women of all colors and all places and all ages about how we deal with the complexities of being a woman in today's world. That's beautiful. And it's exciting. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's a time when women, I think, are more liberated than we've been in many centuries. And that's really exciting. It sounds yeah. incredible. And I know you asked me about what my idea of wholeness was. Yes. And yeah, I think that what, what you said in the beginning was, you know, that you're living a life that feels like genuinely fulfilling to you is really the the crux of it. I mean, for me, it's more of like an, en- an energy, a feeling of being like really in my connected to my essence and, mm-hmm. you know, connected to my soul. It's it's more of an energy and a feeling for me, that wholeness. But, you know, everybody's experience is different. Right, right. There are many shades of being whole. And sometimes I think we weave in and out of the variations and the gradations of being whole. And at a, at our core, I think man, woman, age, race, stage, we all have a desire to be whole. Right. Yeah. To be whole and to be, and at the same time, we're whole, we're also growing, we're also expanding, mm-hmm. we're also dealing with challenges and, but being able to have that resilience to go through them or to build that inner connection as we do go through them and to become a more empathetic, sharing, caring being in the process. So there's so many facets to this, but I really, really enjoy talking to you about all of these topics. And is there anything else that you feel to share with our audience today? Yeah, I think this is such an exciting time for all of us to, like you said, grow and expand who we are and set ourselves up for that next phase in life. And I say that because we're being challenged in so many ways and that we're being called upon and urged and encouraged to to develop that state of inner resilience and wholeness because on that with that foundation with those deep roots that strong core we have greater capacity to go out into the world and do whatever it is that we're doing so that's my greatest wish for all of us thanks for having me it was super fun having a conversation with you so beautiful thank you so (laughs) much and Something that just came to mind, and maybe this is a message for somebody out there, and that is just to return to that sense of trust, or we might call it certainty, to know that there is this benign, beautiful energy, this divine intelligence that does exist, and that it is something that we can tap into, and that it's there. You know, sometimes in our challenges, the thing that I get challenged with is it's not going to happen for me. Nothing's happening. You get all of these sorts of doubts, but just to remind yourself to trust, to trust the universe. The universe has your back and that we're all, I believe, much stronger than we think and much, mm-hmm. m- much more than we even know. Check out my interview with Batia Solomon about experiencing the greater levels of her, her soul when she went to the other side and thank God came back. So just we're all much bigger than we know. And that just came through. So sharing that with you. Thank you so much, Sandy. Thanks. I truly hope that this episode nourished your spirit and or opened you to a deeper level of connection or a higher perspective. Please subscribe, share it with your friends and family and leave me a review. I appreciate your support. You can also take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram and I'll add it to my story. Until next time, be well, take care, lots of love, magic, joy, opportunities, and blessing always. Bye-bye.
Cosmic Chats with Debbie Sugarbaker is a production of Yali Christina Podcast Services.